Hi, I'm Gail from Europod. Before enjoying your podcast, allow me to say a few words about Europe Talks Back. In the third season of Europe Talks Back, I want to uncover the topics that matter or should matter to all of us. From gender to bodies and sex, digital to migration and urban landscapes, and everything in between. Rather than focusing on macro-level policies, let's zoom in and talk to the brave activists and volunteers with lived experience, who are working directly with marginalized communities to further equity, justice, and liberation for all. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. So that's it. After 16 years in power, Angela Merkel is backing up her office. Just as she announced it three years ago. And you might remember what triggered that announcement. Although maybe you don't. Let me refresh your memory. So, to be brief, in fall 2018, German Christian Democrats faced the worst electoral performances in key regional elections in the Landers of Esse and of Bavaria. For Merkel, what that meant was crystal clear. It was time to go. Is it time for her to go? Well then, she will start to leave the chairmanship of her party, the CDU. My question to Angela Merkel. La mia domanda ad Angela Merkel. Ma question a Angela Merkel. Mi pregunta Angela Merkel. A Europod series. Episode 1. Baby Merkel. On my first days in Berlin, I started doing some research. Much like anyone would do, I did a lot of... Uh... But after reading a few articles, I got bored. It was always the same story of her childhood. Things I already knew. The fact that she grew up in Templin, for instance. I learned, however, that she now has her second residence there, close to where she grew up. But what Templin is like... I had no idea. After a quick search, it turned out it was only a short drive away from Berlin. I had to begin somewhere. So... I don't know about you, but I love regional accents. Berliners have a very peculiar accent. Take an hour drive out of the city and you'll find completely different ones. I remember reading that in her first addresses in the Bundestag, the German parliament, people used to laugh at Merkel. Why? 
because of her slight and subtle Eastern accent, she was automatically labeled as the Aussie, the Easterner, the girl from the zone. This is how she appeared to the West German MPs when she entered politics. The zone. That's short for the Soviet zone. It's how the Westerners used to refer to the East even in the years which followed reunification. A bit uh, condescendent, don't you think? But it seems those Western Germans were forgetting that Angela Merkel was born on their side of the Iron Curtain. Not in East Germany, not in the Deutsche Demokratische Republik or DDR. No, she was born in Hamburg, one of the biggest German cities in the northwest of the country. She arrived in Eastern Germany in the fall of 1954, just weeks after she was born. Her parents were moving on the other side of the Iron Curtain. It was before walls were erected to separate Western and Eastern Germany in the early 1960s. Now, if you have just a slight idea of what the situation in Germany was like in the 50s, you must be wondering, why on earth would they do that? At a time when the East was under communist dictatorship, why would you willingly move there? You think that's crazy? Her father, Horst Kassner, moved to Eastern Germany for a new job. He was a pastor, a man of faith in a communist regime. Do you see why that's even weirder? If I say religion is the opium of the people, does that ring a red bell? Horst Kassner was one of the very, very, very few people who moved from West to East Germany. Between 1945 and 1988, four million people had fled from East Germany to West Germany. So, yeah, why, Kastner, why? Angie's mom, Herlind Jent, was not psyched about this. Understandably so. The thing is... The communist regime was pushing churches and temples to close, and the Protestant church was a bit freaked out about that. So they started convincing pastors to go on evangelical missions in the East, and Horst Kastner was one of them. It's the Cold War. Since 1949, Germany is divided in two distinct entities, the DDR, which stands for the Deutsche Demokratische Republik, designates the eastern part of Germany, which is overseen by the Soviet Union. Freedom of speech is uh, inexistent. The whole thing is like a bubble protected from all Western influence. No Western TV, no Western clothes or food. And then, on the other side, in the West, the Bundesrepublik Deutschland, which is under British, French and American influence. So, in a nutshell, capitalism and democracy in the West versus communist one-party system regime in the East. Now, we are talking about a baby Merkel crossing the border. She was a few weeks old when she arrived in Templin. And yet, in East Germany, during all these years, she was always the Western girl. 
or the pastor's daughter, which through the Eastern ear was a bit uh, potato potato. Hey you, hope you're well. This is my friend Martin. He's also a journalist and he always seems to know everyone. He's always giving me a hand and this time with no exception. You can try to interview Joss Mushaben, like she's a political scientist and a former professor at Georgetown University. She spent 18 years living and working in Germany and wrote a book on Merkel. So yeah, basically, she's someone you're going to want to talk to. So, I did. Now, her family was a bit curious in that her father, Pastor Krasner, his name was, he was called the Red Krasner because he had joined the group of people who, after 1978, said that they were not going to be the church against, but the church in socialism. And because he was willing to support the government to some extent, and there are rumors that he occasionally reported on some of his students and, and mentees to the Stasi, but, you know, those were the conditions of the time. Angela Merkel's father, Horst Kassner, was neither a typical churchman nor communist. So, from any perspective, he was always someone to be suspicious of. The family was a bit weird to the locals. For example, they owned two cars. Two cars! Which was, at that time in East Germany, very uncommon. One of those two was a big shiny car, which Kastner drove whenever he got to cross the frontier to the West. The Kastner family still had contacts with the West, Angela's dad used to bring back forbidden books from his trips. The family in the West would send them Western clothes and food. But more than anything, what Angela liked was listening to the Western broadcasting. So picture it. Teen Angela walking around in jeans and T-shirts. And yet, she was not really a cool kid in school. Quite the opposite, actually. I don't know about you, but it didn't really come as a surprise to me to learn that she was in fact a massive nerd. A brilliant and dedicated student, but always a bit awkward and a bit shy. Some bullies in her school called her a member of the Club of the Unkissed. Ah, high school, precious times. Hopefully one of her teachers really supported her Merkel was really fond of Russian culture. In 1968, she even won a Russian language Olympiad contest. When I was in Templin, I remember walking past St. Maria Magdalena Church, one of the main, and to be completely honest, one of the only attractions in town. This is the Protestant church where Angela was confirmed. Her religious background was important for her political upbringing. Well, I think it definitely has influenced her thinking and her personal values, but you have to keep in mind that the GDR was a so-called godless socialist system and that many people, even though there was freedom of religion and conscience written into the 1949 and the 1968 and the 1974 East German constitutions, that you had to 
practice your religion in ways that were not going to make the state thinking that you were turning into an enemy and that you wanted to overthrow the socialist system. For Merkel, religious matters are private matters. Listen to this. In 2017, after years of hesitations, the German parliament decided to vote in favor of gay marriage. Though she voted against, she allowed her conservative peers to vote in favor. Even if she was without any doubt the boss of the CDU, she did not impose a vote on party's lines. But let's go back to Angela Merkel's upbringing. She was a brilliant student. But after the Berlin Wall, the Kastners, like millions of Eastern Germans, went under the radar of the state security service, the Stasi. Angela Merkel wanted to keep a low profile. She just wanted to live her life and be left alone. But under a dictatorship regime, if you want to remain free and off the radar, you may still need to be connected somehow to socialist life activities. For instance, she was a member of the Jugendweihe, the equivalent of scouts under the communist regime. At this stage of my reporting, I wanted to talk to someone who had lived in East Germany just like Merkel did. That's why I reached out to Rainer Eppelmann. He then became the last defence minister of the former communist regime before the German reunification. After realizing how clever their daughter was, Angela Merkel's parents wanted to provide her with the best possible education, as it generally was the case. It was not a sign of heroism, but an understandable effort made by a family to give their children their best possible education. In that sense, I want to say publicly, since you asked the question, that I have never accused Angela Merkel about the fact that she was in the Freie Deutsche Jugend and that she had a small office for cultural student matters that were not covered by the secretary of the FDJ. She had no top positions in this communist youth organization of the Sozialistische Einheitspartei Deutschlands. However, she was present 95% of the time, and certainly not out of conviction, but in order not to completely spoil her own future. She didn't want to obstruct her professional opportunities. The young Angela had to find something, something that was as non-political as it could get. So why not study sciences? What could be thought to threaten the regime in a physician or a chemist? So, oh, but wait, I can't believe I almost forgot to tell you about that. That might be my favorite anecdote about Angela Merkel. Something actually happened while she was a student. On her graduation day, in 1973, she was asked to make a speech to support the Viet Minh, the communist political and paramilitary organization in Vietnam. Instead, she took a risky gamble, one that could have jeopardized her entire future plans. Der Lattenzaun. Es war einmal ein Lattenzaun. 
What did she do? She read a poem. She read a poem by Morgenstern. I haven't found the exact poem she read, but the point is, at this time, in this context, you were not supposed to read any Morgenstern, a disgraced poet in the DDR, especially not supposed to read it out loud, in public, to a large audience, and especially not at an official event, when you were actually supposed to do a presentation to glorify the Viet Cong. Angela! Teachers, headmasters and officials were all furious. Her admission to university was compromised, but she still managed to get in. This is one of my favorite anecdotes about Merkel, probably because you wouldn't automatically think of her as a badass, right? But after that, she wouldn't speak up anymore. And off she went, to study physics in Leipzig. And in 1986, got a doctorate in quantum physics. But now, I guess you're asking yourself the same question I did. How does an Eastern German physicist, daughter of a pastor, raised under a dictatorship, become the uncontested leader of German politics? How did she jump from quantum physics to politics? Can really see the bridge between the two, right? Well, you're right. There is no bridge. There's a wall. And it's about to fall. My question to Angela Merkel. La mia domanda ad Angela Merkel. Ma question a Angela Merkel. Mi pregunta Angela Merkel. A Europod series. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Do you want to hear more podcasts that get to the bottom of things that stand out in the ambient noise? Join Europod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and our newsletter. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Discover our brand new website at www.europod.eu and join us in our fight. Europod. Clear the noise. Start to listen. <laughs>